Welcome to Call to Action, the podcast that brings the most interesting women working in marketing to the spotlight. My name is Isis Lima and I'm your host. It's hard to know how to get where you want to go if you don't know where you're going. Goals will likely change over your career, but if you stay focused on your future path, you'll still be moving in the right direction. Meet Bronwyn Hogan, a social media and communication professional who'll talk about how she started a marketing job without any experience and the importance of culture fit. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Call to Action. Today, I'm joined by Bronwyn Hogan. Hi, Bron. Hi, Isis. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I'm very excited to be here. Delighted to have you here. So for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Bronwyn Hogan, um, or I go by Bron to a lot of people. Um, I'm currently in social and communications for a four-court retailer in Ireland. Um, I'm currently in marketing now about five or six years, and I started in marketing having no formal education background in marketing, but um, I was, you know, really interested by the industry. I wanted to know more and kind of anything I learned that I know now I learned on the job. But uh, I studied uh, digital media and geography when I was in Maynooth University, which is a, a bit unorthodox to end up in marketing. But I have um, learned a lot along the way through internships, through different roles in different industries. And I find myself now in leading social media and communications for a well-known Irish company. Wow, you're living proof that you don't have to study what you want to work with. So how did you end up from digital and geography to marketing? Yeah, so when I originally went to college, I went in to study digital media in Maynooth University. And, you know, my first year, uh, computer science was one of the mandatory subjects. So I actually ended up doing that for a year. But I also took on geography as my elective. It was just something I really enjoyed when I was in school. And I was like, Do you know what, may as well keep it going. So like, Throughout my years in college, I really enjoyed, you know, the media side of it and connecting with the audience through all these kind of creative technology forms, you know, whether it was TV, it was radio, it was, you know, online. And when I finished college, I knew I wanted to do something like that, but I guess I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So when I was like a month out of college, I was, you know, applying to all these internships, whether it was like, you know, PR, communications, marketing, you know, all these different media companies. And I went to a couple of interviews and I ended up going with an internship um, with this company in Dublin. I was, God, I was there six months as the intern and I ended up staying, you know, two and a half years. And when I was in this role, my manager at the time, you know, he took me under his wing and he taught me a lot about marketing and God, I really, I really didn't know anything when I went in there first, but I got such a broad experience that by the time I had not even finished my two and a half years, but finished my six months, I just knew this was for me. I loved that there was a business side to it. I loved that there was a creative side to it. There was copywriting. It just felt like something that fit my personality type so well. And there was so many different disciplines you could do in it as well. So... I, I was just really drawn to it from the offset. But that's really good because even, let's say, if you went to college to do a bachelor in marketing or something, you could see lots of modules in college, 
and you'll be like, okay, I feel prepared. Then you get your first job and you see that it's completely different. There is like, the, of course, there is all the theory that you saw in college, but it's only when you really work, when you see the breadth of marketing and we see like the things that it could be doing, that it'd be like, okay, either I like it or I don't like it. So that's why I'm a strong believer that if you want to work with marketing or to any other of these professions, it doesn't really mean that you need um, a degree on it. So it's amazing that you went through that. Tell me now, what are the things that you like the most and the things that you didn't like as much in the beginning? Yeah, I completely agree with that statement there. Like, you know, my parents were actually keen for me to kind of go do a master's when I'd, I'd finished my, my undergrad degree. And like, I, I enjoyed college, but I'm not really a book learner. I just really much more enjoyed being thrown in the deep end and figuring it out. At times where, you know, it is quite scary, I think that's where you learn best. You learn through making your mistakes, through being guided and just, you know, marketing, I think as well is, you know, you're always trying out new things and and seeing how different, you know, whether it's geotargeting or kind of speaking to new audiences, you know, whether all that works, like you do have to, to an extent, work out some problems or puzzles that you've kind of created for yourself because you're going right we're not talking to these people how do we do it and you're you're trying it like a couple of different ways but yeah like there has been times I guess where um you know you, you don't get it right every time but I think you have to constantly be willing to to take the fail or take the lesson learned and reapply it and go back and go right we did that it didn't work how do we do it again how do we do it better Exactly. I think two things that you said that are very important in my point of view is one, everyone is different. Everyone learns in a different way. There are people who love books and love the theory and give me a course, I'll take it. And there are other people that say, no, give me a problem, I'll solve it. I want to put my hands in. I want to just try and experience things. And I think, in, I think that understand what type of learner you are makes a huge difference because you could have gone to that master's spend another year, spend a mini fortune and then be like super unhappy about it. But it's still, I have the degree. Great. However, you said, no, I don't want to go through this. I, I want to work. And you got, if not the same, but very similar experience. And you got where you wanted to be without going through something that you said it's not as valuable. Yeah, I feel for me what I got was more valuable because, you know, I went into this, you know, position not knowing really anything at all in hindsight when I look at where I am now but I had a really really great um manager who was you know CMO of the company um at the time and he kind of took me under his wing and kind of showed me a lot and he did put a lot of trust in me in cases and I'm forever grateful that he gave me the opportunity and he didn't need to because I'm sure there were a lot more CVs where you know there was people who had a bit of background in marketing and probably I guess had some some kind of experience but I think if you're to go into an environment where you're supported and people are kind of pushing you on that just does wonders not only for your career but for your self-confidence and your own ability you know if you're going to make mistakes you know it's it's kind of daunting when you're kind of new in the role because you, you don't want to be making mistakes but if somebody's there, you know, guiding you and helping you along, it's so valuable to what it can do for you in the long term. And then indirectly, it's, you know, teaching you about, you know, approaching problems that are coming down the line in future. Definitely. And you couldn't learn from a bass person than a CMO, like someone completely on the opposite spectrum of an unexperienced person. 
Yeah, it was. It was, I guess, so yin and yang at the time, but it never felt as though, you know, he was, you know, CMO and I was kind of the new kid. Like, you know, we did form a bond. It was a small team at the time. And I learned a lot from him. Like, it was very approachable and like to be able to go in and just knock at the office door and kind of say, here, I'm kind of having a bit of trouble. Can you help me out? Like, that's a very powerful thing because things get solved quicker. There's a lot more communication within the team. And yeah, you're just, it makes going to work a lot easier, I would think. Definitely. I think this is trust that you can trust the other person will be there for you. And it's given you space as well to communicate. So before something really bad happened, the other person, you, you go there and knock the door and say, like, oh, can you help me with that? Instead of in fear and hiding things. And then when you see, oh my God, I did the worst thing ever. So I think a culture of openness and trust is essential. A lot of companies, to be honest, won't. they're not in that stage yet. So it's great to hear that you, in a such early experience in your life, you already had a, such a good culture. Yeah, and I think like by adopting that openness as well, you know, let's face it, we're all human. We all make mistakes at times. And, you know, when you're kind of going, oh, God, you know, something's coming down the line. This isn't going how we originally planned. With that openness, you're able to mitigate this problem before it becomes a problem. So, you know, rather than kind of adopting this very tiered structure you know if you have that kind of that that flat kind of structure and that openness like I just find the team works so much more efficiently and just is a lot more cohesive when you know you're really interacting day to day and like you know post-covid you know we're not all in the same office but to still be approachable and still be able to talk to your team and talk through issues you know because you know, you're looking after one part of the marketing, somebody's looking after something else. But to be in constant communication, that's just going to make things just go so much more smoothly for you. Exactly. I think in marketing specific, it's a type of career that you have to be good in collaboration. It's really rare for you to work in a marketing team that you don't have to work with others and you don't have to collaborate with others. Even people say like, oh, I'll do performance because it's just look at numbers all day in marketing. But still, you have to report this to someone else. You have to relate to someone doing the campaign. So you have to be good with collaboration. And we preach communication all day long. And how can we not be communicative? Yeah, so I think like when, you know, you're in a team and, you know, your efforts, whether it's, you know, at a time of a campaign or whether you're off campaign, you're always communicating to the wider audience, whether you're a B2B or a B2C. But you need to kind of look at your own team and go, right, how are, you know, we communicating? Like, I'm very clear on what my roles are. You know, I know what everybody else's roles are within the team. But you need to work together because, you know, I'm not doing everything for a campaign. You're not doing everything for a campaign. So I'm waiting on something to be delivered from you so I can carry on with my role. But even just to be open in your communication, you can set your own expectations about timelines and when projects can be delivered. You're not left there waiting for things to come to fruition. You're you're constantly in contact and, you know, that, you know, the workflow is it's going. Have you, I know at the moment you are in a social media role, but have you ever worked with social media or have you tried all the part of marketing? So when I first started out my career, I guess the role was kind of all encompassing and it kind of 
you know, there was a lot of aspects to it. There was event management, there was agency management, uh, you know, I had to travel a bit for work, there was social, there was web. And, you know, I'm really grateful um, that I got that experience because I, I got exposure to a lot of things and I got to work with a lot of really great people. Then I went on to a company after that. I was I was really only there a couple of months. I just decided the industry wasn't for me. Um, so I moved on from there. But, you know, that's not to say I didn't get some really valuable experience there too. And it was when I was in my last role, that's when I really realized, you know, social media was definitely something I did want to pursue. And I have uh, the pandemic partly to thank for that. So I was working for a hospitality brand and it was a group marketing communications role. And I'm sure as many other people around the country, you know, experienced last year, um, you know, I was laid off work because of the pandemic and I kind of had all this downtime last year and I'd never really had a lot of downtime. I kind of went straight from college and I think within a month after that, I, you know, started my internship. So I didn't have that kind of downtime to reassess and reevaluate kind of, you know, what I wanted to be doing. But with that role, I was looking after some social accounts for a number of brands. I think it was seven. So, you know, when I kind of got past that initial layoff phase and I, and I went back to work, there was obviously much more of a focus of online because everyone was at home. I just remember being at home and, you know, switching between these accounts and, you know, people were messaging in, you know, their customer queries through the inboxes. They were commenting on the posts because people themselves had this downtime. They were at home and they were consuming all this media, whether it was on their tablet, their smartphone, their laptop, that's when I really kind of focused in more on it. I kind of got better at my copywriting. I was practicing, you know, my graphic designs a bit more with the pictures. And yeah, I was really enjoying it. And then I was after, you know, I'd finished in that role um, and I moved to the role I'm in now. And now I'm kind of starting to move past that initial kind of content creation and working on the wider strategy now. I'm really seeing, you know, just how much there is to it, but also, you know, you can still be creative and you can still have that flair and that personality with the accounts you're working with. Yeah, no, definitely. I think COVID just hit everyone differently um, and especially working the hospitality industry for you. I think you're the <laughs> the, the fourth run to, to be hit it. If I could ask, um, how was coming back to that role and having to transform everything online. Was that a big change for the business and for you? Or you always had an online part of it anyway? I guess we, we did always have that online part. You know, we had social and uh, web, like were big things for us. But, you know, you weren't having, you know, all these events you would have had before. So more time was focused in on your online and, you know, you're trying to reach people at home because there, there wasn't that footfall that, you know, we would have had before. Yeah, like we had that online, but it became the forefront when we went back into the office. And, you know, it's not to say, you know, it's all bad. Like we took the time to kind of reassess what, you know, what our online strategy was and, you know, capitalized on it because we can go right, you know, web, we can do a bit of a web refresh here and kind of, you know, clean up the look and feel of the website, you know, the social media, you know, can you increase your post frequency, but kind of not too much. So you're finding the balance there. You're, you're then looking at your geotargeting and, you know, there's a lot more than just, right, put out your couple of posts a week. 
yeah, I think if there was one positive thing about COVID and especially for for everyone was having this extra time, this extra downtime to rethink what I'm doing in my career, in my life, it's what I want to do. Is that sustainable? And having this experience with your work, I think it's very valuable because most of the time we join companies where you have to learn everything very quickly and then you just start reacting and you react because you have to do a post, you react because you have to do a copy and you never really stop and think, is this what I'm doing now? contributing to the wider strategy or is that any strategy at all or am, am I just on the automatic and I'm just reacting to everything so having this time to reassess and think okay maybe the website needs to be redone maybe the posts need to be retarget what is the, like plan everything and having this downtime and then after get full gas on it I think it, it's amazing many people don't have that yeah I think you put it really great there where you know you you kind of you go into this company it's you're learning everything quite quickly you're being quite reactive to everything that's going on and then you know it almost felt like overnight last march that we were like oh god everything's you know slowed down immensely so like when this kind of happened to me i looked at it professionally and you're kind of going right you know where do i want my focus to be you know i've never really had the opportunity to really slow down and think about this before but i think also kind of personally i'm going do you know what i've never really taken the time to kind of selfishly go what is it i want i was always you know i need to be working i need to be progressing i need to be doing all these things and i was going you know right what what is it i actually want to do you know i've been in marketing i've had these kind of you know broad reaching roles it's time for me to kind of focus in and look at where i'm going in the next three, five, ten years and Looking back on it now, I probably, when it first happened, I was like, you know, I wasn't really like, used to be in our work, so I, I didn't really know what to be doing with myself, but I'm looking back on it now and looking back at the kind of experience I've had and, you know, how the last year, year and a half has been. And I'm, I'm glad that I got that opportunity to reevaluate things. No, exactly. And I think what you said that of what do I want to do? Because most of the time you some recruiter reach you out and say like, oh, I have the perfect role for you. And I'll be like, oh, sounds interesting. Or your manager say, oh, I think you'd be perfect for the other role and be like, yeah, let's go. Let's see what happens. And I find that we let others make the decision for us and really taking the time and taking the chance to think what I want to decide, what a direction I wanted to go. Because down to the line, you could spend five years doing something that you didn't even intend to do in the first place. So there's nothing more empowering to just stop and say, is this a role that I really want to do? Is this a company that I really, really want to work for? Because this ties back to the beginning when it, we spoke about culture. And for me personally, um, the culture of the company that I work for, it's really important. Personally, for me, it has to be a culture that it's open so everyone listen to everyone it's a culture that is diverse as well not only gender but also na nationality it's a company that is it's thinking of environment thinking of equality issues and thinks uh, when you listen to me now you think oh my god but such a long list but there's so many companies that have all this that I just said to you and I was very lucky that at the stage that I'm, I'm now in my career I can pick a company that match all this long list so, but I know when you just start, you just want your first one. You just, you just want to break in. But now that you have experience and everything, it's so important to just take ownership of that and decide your own steps. Yeah, because I think like when I started out, you know, I was just so grateful to get a start that I was like, you know what, this is great. We'll run with this and we'll go. But now, you know, I'm going right. I have a skill set. I have the experience. 
what is it that I want to, where do I want to be? And yeah, it's like to be given that opportunity, I guess it, it didn't feel like an opportunity at the time when it was a pandemic, but now that I look back, I go, right, I got, I got two seconds to breathe and kind of refresh and reset. But I think now you said it really well there. It's the culture you're going into as well needs to work for you. Like I know the role I'm in at the minute, you know, when new hires are coming onto our team, my manager's very much about, you know, they need to be a fit for our team so we can all work well together. But I think that speaks a lot to the culture that they're not just looking at a skill set, they're looking at the person as a whole. And, you know, I work with some great people now at the minute, but, you know, the culture is everything at the minute. You need to really enjoy where you're going to work i think it makes it a lot more fulfilling yeah it makes everything easier there's nothing worse than to be sunday night and you'd be dreading <laughs> to go to work because you have to wear a suit the sunday scaries yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so things that i say i i wouldn't work for some place that i have to wear a suit or proper work formal clothes as I, I cannot see myself there and then I have friends who love to wear suits and say oh I, f- I feel so posh I feel so good so I would say every pot has its own lead so you're always going to find a place that it suits you and if you didn't find it I think it's just a matter of keep looking yeah and I think um, you know a lot of people are kind of you know worried that you know they go into a role and they're like oh god no I haven't been in this long like uh, I can't leave just yet I think if you don't feel like the job is working for you you're not going to be really working for your best like nobody's really benefiting from it you need to find that kind of fulfillment and that kind of calling in your role otherwise you know it's it's never going to work as well as it could exactly and if you don't feel that that role or that company is the right thing for you that means more than likely you won't be a high performer you won't be performing at your best because you're going to put the minimum effort to be there for a year or how long you think that is necessary and do you think who is working around you would look at you and be like oh that person is great i'm going to promote them or i'm going to or i will talk good things about them to someone else they won't because you're not really performing at your best so as you said you're not paying anyone favors yeah so i think if you're in a role and you know you're not reaching your full potential because the role isn't for you like yes that was a chance you took and it didn't work out but you know that's a lesson learned so if you're moving on to your next role I think and you know the question is always going to be called out they'll go oh you know I see you're only in this role for so long I think it speaks a lot to your character that you can go do you know what yes I went to this company you know I I stayed for this many months I realized it wasn't a fit I wasn't working you know towards my best I wasn't you know doing as well as I could so I made the decision to move on I think that speaks a lot more about you than sticking out a role where you're you know you're just not happy and not fulfilled in definitely and I think being honest like this you first of all you never should speak badly about the company you work for but like saying exactly what Bron said is just speaking your truth and if you're saying that and the other person who is interviewing you and represented a company they are exactly the same profile or the role is exactly the same they would do a favor if they don't pass you to the next phase because if you get that job without saying anything like that and be exactly the same thing you'll be so unhappy again so you do have to be honest uh, what type of company or role you're looking for because then you save your so much time and not get in trouble again. Yeah, I think you said it right there. I think 
rather than being reactive and you know being that interview waiting for them to go you know how come you're only with this company a couple of months you know what happened there if you can be proactive and just go on my cv you'll notice xyz if you could just you know tell them the truth and be upfront you know everybody's human we've all made mistakes we've all took chances i think they'll definitely respect you being upfront and open about it definitely couldn't agree more so bron we're coming towards the end and now is my favorite time of the episodes that is could you share with us a word of wisdom that you think would inspire someone who's listened to us So a word of wisdom and kind of something I've always tried to apply uh, in my job, in my life, you know, whether it's, you know, social copywriting or just being empathetic in general, is just put yourself in the other person's shoes. So in a very commercial sense, you know, if you're, you know, copywriting for social posts or for online, speak to the customer, don't speak at them. You know, they want to know their personality and their tone and, you know, make your brand relatable. And personally, you know, you maybe feel a person is being a bit off or whatever it may be. Just put yourself in their shoes. Are they okay? How's everything going for them? You know, I think intelligence, yes, it's very respected in business now at the minute, but emotional intelligence. So your EQ rather than your IQ. I think to have that emotional intelligence is a very, very valuable skill. And, you know, it, it'll do wonders for yourself personally and professionally. I couldn't finish the episode in a higher tone. So empathy every day. Thank you so much, Bron, for joining us. It was a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. See you soon. Bye. Bye. This podcast was edited by Aerolitus Smart Edition.